Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Thursday, October 28th at Keeneland. And I'm Tom Leach along with Jib Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Late pick four starts in race six, and we will take a look at that. Jim, it starts with Phillies and Mayors three and up. Allowance race going five and a half furlongs on the turf. And uh, there are some stakes caliber Phillies and Mayors in here. Uh, where did you land to start the late pick four? Yeah, it was hard to um, to get off a couple of those. I, Alms intrigued me, but I did not use her uh, because she's been off since July of 2020. And I just got to think she's going to need a race. Um, Stidham does get them ready, but I, I didn't use her, and I may regret it. Um, I, I did use a couple with better recency. Uh, LZ is my choice on the outside for Chris Hartman and Mitchell Merle. Those guys, uh, Mitchell Merle is 27% for Chris Hartman. Uh, rides lights out at Churchill, and uh, he's only won a couple races at Keeneland, but one of them was for Chris Hartman. Um, this filly comes off the Kentucky Downs uh, preview stakes at Ellis and ran second, and I don't really know why they didn't take her to Ellis, to Kentucky Downs because uh, that's you know the purses there are so lucrative. But uh, anyway, I think she fits very well here with a lot of outside speed. Social chatter for uh, Vicky Oliver and Bayerano uh, coming back for their second race at Kingland, which is always a good angle. They won. On the, on the 16th, so coming back with just a week's rest here, but uh, it's called striking while the iron is hot, and this filly's on a three-race win streak, including that allowance race last time at Keeneland. The other horse I'm going to use is Brooke Marie for Eddie Keneally. Um, ran last year at Keeneland and won an allowance race in spring, has been off since then, uh, but Keneally obviously gets them ready, and this horse has been working very well at Keeneland with a couple of Bullet works and um, Brooke Maurice fits well for Eddie Keneally and Bashissa. That's where I'm going to stop here. I, it's it's a little more wide open race than I like to start to see uh, pick four with. You can make a case for uh, all, but the one I left out, make a case for lead guitar being classy, but uh, I'm going to leave off Santana here. So three horses to start to pick four for me. And up on uh, LZ as well out there for Hartman and Merle. Uh, Merle's first time to ride this uh, horse was here, and he's won four times aboard her. And the uh, wire-to-wire win here last October tells you certainly she likes this course. Uh, could be certainly or should be less than firm, and that speed that she has might serve her very well on that kind of course. So I like that one. Um, social chatter, Brooke Marie, I have on my list. Strong odor, I thought was in peak form for Maker and uh, was worth considering. And then I am going to add alms on my pick four just on the, the back class. I'm thinking this is probably too short and maybe this is just a, a first step toward uh, going longer for this, uh, this one. But uh, I'm going to throw it in there just in case. Seventh race for two-year-old maidens, about seven furlongs. Didn't have a strong opinion in here. Ended up on Mystical Curlin, first-time starter for Kenny McPeak. He generally does better with once his horses have had a start or two under them and they start to stretch out. But I know that Curlin was originally in Kenny's barn and won first time out at seven furlongs. And Curlin is the sire here. This horse is working well. So in a race where I didn't have a strong opinion, I'm going to take a bit of a stab with Mystical Curlin here. The uh, two Jego... Uh, was wide at Churchill in the debut, so certainly could improve off that. 
uh, Leslie Chow uh, beat half the field in uh, his debut here at Keeneland on opening weekend. And if he improves off that, could have a say in this. Uh, Yolo Santiago is by a good win early sire and a good win early trainer. And then uh, Coffee with Alex, it's Brendan Walsh. And uh, this horse uh, certainly could, could win for the Walsh barn. So I'm going to go five deep in here without a real strong opinion. How'd you see the seventh? I'm going to use your horses, plus I'm going to use the outside two horses for Graham Motion, uh, Zatip, uh, the 11 horse, Jimmy Graham uh, off of Bullet Work at Kingland on October 24th, right after they shipped this coat over from Laurel. So uh, ran on October 1st and has had re- some really nice works here at Kingland that I think uh, moving forward to the second race. Napa Valley for Todd Fletcher, I've got to use with Giroux. Uh, off a race at Belmont on the turf. And uh, Jago, Mystical Curling, Yolo Santiago, all horses I'm going to use. And I'm going to use Coffee with Alex and Magazine Street for Steve Asperger. So going deep in here, just taking stabs. Don't have a real strong opinion about this made special weight at all. Eighth race allowance features non winners of two other than three and up, going a mile and a 16th on the turf course. And, again, I found myself in a race without a real strong opinion. Where did you go? I narrowed it down to three. Um, Charles Chrome on the outside for uh, J.R. McGahee uh, really improved last time at Kentucky Downs at seven furlongs. And, and moving forward off that race could really uh, have a state in here with Le Peru. Vintage print for uh, Paulo Lobo, who's done really well at the meet uh, with, with a couple of winners. And this horse runs back to the 95 buyer at Del Mar is going to be very tough to handle. And then Kingmeister for Asmussen and Santana. I keep uh, trying to avoid Santana, but this horse fits very well off that race at Churchill last time out. It's probably going to be the favorite coming out of a race where Cavalry Charge won right back, and uh, Kingmeister was only a length back of, of that horse. So um, I'm going to stick with those three. Tough race to narrow down on agenda for Sherry DeVoe. Uh, it would be my fourth pick if I was taking somebody else. And then Absam for Bayerano and Mike Maker can be included. So to go a lot deeper here, but I'm going to stick with three. Ended up uh, taking a horse that's 15-1 to 1 on the morning line in here. Fortuity uh, made big improvement in the second start, moving into Joe Sharp's barn, and uh, was uh, third in a good field down at Kentucky Downs. Bama Breeze came back to run in the Dowager and uh, made a, a bold move and then kind of flattened out. And, Malthael uh, won here earlier in the meet. Uh, this horse also might benefit from cutting back from going a mile and five sixteenths. Ought to be very fit for a mile and a sixteenth here. So I'm going to take that one on top. Going to use the last zip um, horse that has four wins in a field where nobody else does. Vintage Point uh, has been running in a couple of graded stakes, so I think you got to uh, include that horse. And then. Um, own Agenda and Absam were the other two that I was taking a look at. I'm not going to use them when we get to the pick four just uh, to keep the ticket costs down a little bit. But I, it's this is a race where you could really go deep. And I know Kingmeister, you make some really good points there. It makes a lot of sense. But the connections are so cold that I ended up leaving them out. But when I actually uh, make the wager, I may end up throwing that one in just because uh, he certainly does fit. Ninth race, Maiden claiming 150K for two-year-olds. Six and a half furlongs here. A couple of Brad Cox runners in here that are the lowest prices on the morning line. Where did you go? 
I was the two Brad Cox horses, and uh, you had pointed out uh, the uh, back the the uh, replay for In Dreams, the race at Churchill, and uh, he was stuck behind horses, checked up strong, hard, and it didn't really reflect in the uh, PP. So I'm I'm going to use him. I'm also going to use the other one, and uh, you know I talked about this off the air, so I'm sure you'll talk about it more in a minute. But uh, Giroux probably has his choice here, and he takes Rome. Uh, he and Garcia flip mounts here. Uh, well, Garcia actually ran in dreams last time out. So it's possible that Garcia had first call on this horse because he rode her first time. But, uh, you know, Giroux is Brad Cox's go-to. So I'm going to stand with those two. Uh, I think they are uh, pretty much a step above the other strings for Catalano. Ran at Arlington Park on the turf and, uh, and ran well. But this horse has run ran okay on the dirt first time out if they took it off the turf. But I just think that uh, Catalano is trying to get this on the turf. So um, I'm going to take the two Brad Cox horses, In Dreams and Rome, the four to six. I love In Dreams in this spot. Um, horse uh, took some money first time out for Brad Cox and in a really good field. The winner was a good-looking Asmussen horse that uh, won off by a wide margin and the field was really spread out, which often – can indicate a, a, a high-quality group of young runners. This horse broke a step slow and was rank as heck coming up the inside, just fighting Garcia every stride. He finally just swung the horse out on the turn and went wide, which he didn't want to do at Churchill. Horse made a bold move, looked like it was just going to sweep past the field and win for fun, and then flattened out after fighting the rider the whole way down the backside. So I wasn't surprised to see uh, In Dreams uh, fade there at the end. And uh, Unless there's a bad break again, if this horse breaks well, I think In Dreams goes right to the front and wins. Um, so I'm going to single In Dreams in uh, my pick four. Um, it starts in the sixth race. I'm going to go one, three, four, eight, nine. And... Uh, LZ, uh, LZ, I like a lot in there, but I'm going to go five deep. Uh, five deep in the next leg, two, five, six, seven, nine. Going to go three deep in the allowance feature, seven, eight, nine. Uh, and I think you could certainly make a case for going deeper in there if your budget allows. And then I'm going to single in dreams. And uh, if I'm live, then I'm going to take my stand there with that one in the last leg of the pick four. How about you? What's your ticket look like? All right. So I um, I'm, I didn't have a single, so it's a little more expensive than, than your ticket. But it's um, I, I've got some spread. Um, I've got one eight nine. LZ is my top pick there, with two five six nine ten eleven twelve. Don't have a clue in that race. Could go all. Just did it seven of them to make it more affordable. With five nine eleven in the feature and the two Brad Coxes in the end four six. So it's uh, really an intriguing late pick four because uh, you've got some races where you could really make a case for using a, a bunch of horses. The turf pick three uh, returns on Thursday with uh, three turf races scheduled, and the first one is in the third race, so that'll start the turf pick three. And just a reminder, it's a new wager, so uh, folks may not be aware that uh, the races will go even if they come off the turf. The bet will go even if the races come off the turf. So you can still play the turf pick three for uh, races three, six, and eight, uh, even if it uh, does come off the turf. But we'll hope that it uh, stays on, but it surely will be less than firm. After this card, just two days left, and we'll be back to 
take a look at those cards on future editions of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.